Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way, providing a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes, at Ken Carmen C-A-R-M-A-N. And I'm going to tell Pierno right now two things. One, I'm going to want that Trevor Lawrence audio ready because I wanted to start with this. And two, I'm just going to get it off my chest. I don't like doing this. I like to just do a cannonball right into what I want to tell you about things. And it's going to be weird to talk about this with Metallica playing underneath me. But I heard the end of Robin's show. I should be able to hear the end of Robin's show. I'm getting ready to do my show for crying out loud. And Robin does a fantastic job. Pierno does a fantastic job producing him through those final two hours or through his entire show and then my first two hours. We'll Baccioni in later. I know you guys all care. But I heard the final question about NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And if you're a man of a certain age... If you're in your, I'm going to say early 40s to early 30s, somewhere in there, maybe, I got to see how long their catalog was, maybe late 20s, but I think I'm pushing it there. I'm going to say somewhere between 31 to 41. If you're a man of a certain age, I bet I feel the way a lot of American men do at that age right now, where you asked, uh, Pierno had asked a question of, of Robin Lundberg. Now, why did you ask that question again, Pierno? What was the whole gist of it? Uh, the whole gist of it was that um, the uh, crazy ex-girlfriend creator, Emmy winner, That's Rachel it. Bloom, she is uh, petting the script for the new InSync movie. Um, okay. And then you asked, who's better, Backstreet Boys or or NSYNC, yes, that right? I mean that is the age old debate question okay. for that time period. The Let me answer the this. Two big boy bands. I, I gotta say, I I'll have to give an opinion and say in sync, but there's a there's a caveat to this. Again, if you're a man of a, of an age between 31, they'll give you 30 to 41. When you asked this question, I was sitting in my office and I go, "Corn, 
<laughs> Immediately I went corn. Because for TRL, I was one of the guys who always voted for corn. Like, I hated Backstreet Boys. I hated NSYNC. Uh, the, the, Wait, the, did you the, actually I, vote? Did you used to call up TRL oh, and put in your yeah. vote? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I never oh, did that. Look yeah. at that. Oh, Pirno. Abso-freaking-lutely. We would call up and do Yeah, you called Carson Daly? Oh, man. Yes. Yes. And voted. We did, We all did it. We all did. Well, at least me and my buddies did it. And so, because we always wanted to get corn over and get corn to the number one spot. I'm talking about like a wrestler. I uh, wanted to get corn to the number one spot. It happened a few times. But man, when it happened, I mean, we were we were hooked. We were all in. And so when you said that, I, I immediately said corn. Because I think for a lot of guys my age, I grew up in Ohio, man. It's. Corn, Nine Inch Nails, Tool, some later Metallica mixed in. You know, that that Godsmack, the early Godsmack. Like, yeah, that stuff. And, yeah, a little, okay, Jay-Z, Jay-Z was huge. Mace, before he went gospel, and then by the time he came back, I really didn't care. Um, certainly Wu-Tang Clan, certainly Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's more of an Ohio thing, even though, you know, Crazy Bone's done some pretty, some pretty wild things, too. Uh, and big things as well. So there were, there was some rap mixed in there. DMX was big during that time, obviously. A couple of other ones. And I find myself now, I'll admit this to you. I'm, I'm secure enough. That when I'm driving, like if we're on a road trip and I got my sons in the back and I got my, my wife next to me. And like we're just playing like, I, the, the Q104 is, is, is a hit music station here in Cleveland or uh, uh, Star 102. Star 102 plays a little bit of 90s as well. So we'll be listening to like Star 102 because she's not going to listen to sports talk and I'm not going to subject her to it. Uh, we'll be listening to Star 102. sync will come on. I'll leave sync on. The music I hated when I was a kid because I heard it so many times. Th- this probably doesn't make any sense to you, Pierno. That music I heard so many times basically against my will, it's just in there now and I accept it. Does that make any sense to you whatsoever? I got it. Like, I'd listen to the NSYNC stuff. I, I'd Fine, okay. I'll go, I'll go ahead and I'll listen to it. Fine. I didn't have posters on the wall. Like, I didn't, I didn't like the whole, the whole genre I was not a fan of. The whole thing. And it's just like, God. I liked rock and, and rap and some country. Yeah, I like all that stuff too, but I have to admit I was into the boy bands. Really? Yeah. I Which actually um me, my younger brother and uh one of our neighbors across the street, female, we actually and I, I'm so pissed at myself <laughs> because I can't find it and I want to find it so badly. We actually made a whole Backstreet Boy video. Um, oh for as long as you love me, and we were there, and we're like we were. I don't know if people remember that video, but like they were using chairs in that video, and wow. they were twirling them around. It's so, like we got chairs, and we were like lip singing and twirling chairs around, and I like it was so good, and it would be so funny, and I wish I could find that video because I would love to that, watch huh? that. Yeah, you made a video. Yeah. We we, oh we taped our we taped ourselves recorded. I had two buddies during the jackass craze who made videos called a holes, except they used the word and they did a bunch of stuff like what jackass did. That's that's <laughs> that's my neighborhood growing up. Okay, bud. So that's our that's our differences there between you and I, Pierno. 
All right, I'm going to bring Pirno back in at 11 o'clock Eastern because i got a big question to ask him, and I'm going to ask American. I already put it out on a poll. I'm not going to bring it in until 11 o'clock Eastern because we've got a lot to get to. i got Ryan Wilson joining me from CBS Sports HQ, CBSSports.com. Ryan Wilson at, oh, at Ryan Wilson CBS because I'm going to ask a question to him, and I already have my answer for it, but I'm still going to ask him. I wanted to do this last week. I soft-pedaled it. I waited. We ended up talking about what coaches could kick Mike Vrabel's ass in the NFL. Turns out none of them can. I wanted to say this last week, and I'm always afraid because we do this show once a week, and so it's like, man, you always got to say what's on your mind because you never know what's going to happen over the next week. You have no idea what's going to go down. So you got to get it in while the getting's good, and I was nervous because people got in on the Mike Vrabel thing. We had some fun, and then the show ended, and I go, something stupid's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence and it's going to change this, and I'm not going to be able to say it, or people are just going to beat me to the punch. Luckily, no one beat me to the other punch about Trevor Lawrence and his future. The news with Trevor Lawrence over the last 72 hours now, he has coronavirus, he's tested positive, he might be back for the Notre Dame game, it's up in the air, and there is something that is going to be right in Trevor Lawrence's face over these coming weeks. Because I opened up ESPN.com, and Andrea Adelson had an article there, and most of it, I'm not going to lie to you, most of it I thought was dribble. Most of it I thought was dribble. I'm going to give credit where it's due. She wrote the article. That's what I'm saying, who wrote the article. I read it. It's right there, smack dab in your face, on, on one of the three biggest sports providers in the world. And it's about Trevor Lawrence, and it's, well, he said that we're better off. He said players are better off on campus. He said players are better off together. Not going back home now. He has coronavirus. He has to answer to these questions. He's the guy who fought for a season. I'm going, man, this is not the right tack to take. This isn't. I think we've all understood here that I can take proper precautions. I'm going to do things to protect my fellow person, to protect other Americans out there, and if I ever have to travel abroad to protect other people until we can get our arms around this thing and get and get going together as a populace here, and I don't want to turn this into a great big conversation piece because this isn't still exactly what I wanted to talk about. Trevor Lawrence should be okay, should be. People around Trevor Lawrence should be okay, but again, I don't want to turn that into the big conversation because I really could. If I wanted to, I could go off on a tangent and go, well, I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is absolutely wrong, and there was nothing on this in this article. I don't think Trevor Lawrence was absolutely wrong in saying that, well, players being together and being on on campus together might be the best thing for him because they're certainly going to have access to the best health care in case they were to get things. I don't think that this is immediately going to turn things off, especially when you have students and staff and all types of other people going around campus. We can't be that – we can't lack that much common sense in journalism, can we? Hmm. Found myself in a moment where I wanted to defend Trevor Lawrence. But that isn't the issue. Because there is something there that I have to highlight. And that's why I highlight the article by Andrea Edelson from ESPN. Is that he is going to be under scrutiny. He's going to be under scrutiny by those who who might have their own storyline to tell, their own own narrative to tell. He's going to be under that heavy scrutiny. Now he's become part of the problem instead of part of the solution to some. And if you're going to be under this type of scrutiny, you might as well go professional and be really, truly paid to be. 
if you're entering the arena, and he entered the arena with the very best of intentions. He wanted a football season. He's a leader on his football team. He knows that players are there. They want to play a season. And also, and we cannot, and again, I don't mean to keep going down back down this alley, but we talked about this during the summer, folks. There's guys who need that extra year on tape. Look at Tredavious White. Tredavious White will tell you about that extra year on tape and the millions that he has now in the bank. The extra year helps, and I know. I can sit here and I can yell, and I do take it seriously because we're, we're not in just any times. We're in uncertain times. We're in, in fact, a pandemic. I know. I know. But I think Trevor Lawrence was trying to make an issue of something to, to be a leader for people around him. I really do. I believe other people are trying to do it as well, Justin Fields. So uh, in case that doesn't fit our, our ESPN article narrative, maybe we need to take it a little bit further of a dig other than, well, I guess I'm under some sort of a deadline here and I get a, get better pump something out about Trevor Lawrence. Because it really read to be pap. But now as I get out of that alley and I look, if you're going to be really, if you're going to be criticized and scrutinized like that, you, you better go professional because at least you're being paid to be. And Trevor could always go back to Clemson and he could make money off his likeness. I think next year is when he can start to do that and, That'll be nice, but well, that's still not a guarantee. It's a personal services contract, and those things can always be fishy. You want something guaranteed. You want some security. I heard Roddy White last week, and this is why I wanted to bring it up. Roddy White said that he would sincerely think about going back to Clemson. This is before all the COVID-19 stuff. Roddy White said he would, if he were Trevor Lawrence, he would sincerely think about going back to Clemson, especially if the Jets got the number one overall pick. Trevor Lawrence! was then asked about what he would do. And as this conversation has started to pick up steam and the Jets have looked listless and terrible in every single possible word you could use to describe how bad the Jets have looked. He has looked they have looked as bad as possibly a professional fo- football franchise can look. Trevor Lawrence was asked the question about going back, and he kind of left the door open. Pierno, do we have it? That's Trevor Lawrence. And I think Trevor Lawrence is put in a position where, you know, you can't really say you're gone even though everybody knows you're gone. And it'd be okay if you were to say that this is your last season. In fact, you could, if you really wanted to, it could be a way to motivate your teammates. Now, I don't think that Clemson should have any problems, and if he's certainly back by the time Notre Dame comes to town, then he shouldn't have any problems then. But Clemson shouldn't have any problems, but it'd be a nice motivator if you really wanted to do it. If you really wanted to say, you know, this is my last year, I'm going to go pro, and this is going to be it, so we're going to hope that this is a good season for us all because there's times where guys, we know that it's their last year, and it doesn't hurt them anymore. So maybe Trevor Lawrence could say that, but I understand him not doing it. I understand him leaving something there because he's got to play some odds. There are certain places that we want to put him in in our psyche, and there's places that we want to say nice things about Trevor Lawrence, and we want to put him in certain different pockets of how we want to perceive him. We want to say nice things about him. Then this happens, and you see the articles that are coming out going after Trevor Lawrence for saying that he was on the campus, that campus is the best best place for a college athlete. There are certain things that we want to put him in. I say for Trevor Lawrence, you are about to find out why I think you should say 
to hell with all of us. To hell with me. To hell with everybody else. I'm going to do me, except for my teammates. I'm going to go for me, my teammates, my family. This is it. Because if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm not going back to Clemson. I got a much, much better idea. As these articles come out, and I'm glad that it was written because I get to circle it even though I get to hammer it, he's going to be under more scrutiny. He's going to find out no matter what he does. Unless he goes out and he becomes Patrick Mahomes, nothing's going to be perfect. We're not going to like any of it. We are going to we are going to put you up on a pedestal like we did last year, and then we're going to get out a sledgehammer and we're going to knock you down to get you to be built back up. That's what we do. That's our business in the media. So if you're Trevor Lawrence, you have to think about what's real. I'm not real. People on ESPN aren't real. People on CBS Sports aren't real. We're not real. Fans aren't real. Your family is. Your teammates are. Your future is. You got to think about what's right for you. So if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm thinking this way. I know that the Jets have been a terrible football team and have actually, I, I would say, been a succubus on Sam Darnold over these last three seasons now. A guy who, in apropos of being at Halloween, Sam Darnold sees ghosts, said he saw ghosts. You've had a couple of different head coaches. Adam Gase looks like he has ridden the coattails of Peyton Manning to two head coaching jobs in the NFL. I don't know if I would trust Adam Gase to, to, to walk my dog, let alone coach my, my football team and to coach my quarterback. I got a much better idea than threatening to go back to college. How about we come together on something? How about at the end of this season, because I don't know if there's anything Trevor Lawrence can do in realism that would say that he's not one of the top picks and probably the number one pick. He's the number one pick. 99.8% sure that Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick. So how about this? Go with me on this, won't you? After this season, Trevor Lawrence, as long as everything's safe and okay to do so, because he's going to be under scrutiny, Trevor Lawrence gets on a plane and he heads up to Jersey. And he has a seat, socially distanced, of course. He has a seat with with Woody and Chris Johnson. And maybe Joe Douglas. We'll see if Joe Douglas is there. A lot of Jets fans like what Joe Douglas is doing. And Trevor Lawrence brings himself and his father, maybe his mother, but probably just he and dad. Maybe his agent. Maybe he doesn't need an agent just yet. And looks across the table at the Jets because it looks like the Jets are definitely going to get the number one pick. They ain't going to win this weekend, that's for damn sure. So the Jets get that number one pick, and you sit there across the table from Woody and Chris Johnson, and maybe Joe Douglas will see what his future is, and you look at him and you say, you have one month to make the right decision. If you want me to be your quarterback, you have one month. And, in fact, I might even take it, I might even take it a step further. You might have three weeks or even two weeks. You better convince me that this franchise is not going to be what this franchise has been since I've been in high school. You are going to convince me that this is a place that I want to work. This is a place that I want to not just work, but I want the keys to the franchise too because you're going to make me the face of the franchise. So if you're going to make me the face of the franchise, if we're talking big boy stuff here, then I'm going to talk big boy stuff. If you're giving me the number one pick, if you're making me the face of your franchise, you're going to give me power. And if Joe Douglas is across the table, I don't give a damn how much football Joe Douglas has remembered 
and, and forgotten and how many people he knows because there's plenty of people I don't give a damn, and I almost said a different word, I don't care who Joe Douglas knows and who Joe Douglas can talk to and whatever he can pull out and what type of blackballing can go on. Because I'll tell you this, if I'm not convinced that this franchise isn't on the best track possible, I'm not coming to the Jets. And I will sit out this year, and I will work out, and if you draft me, I will not show up to your franchise, I will not show up to your facility, and I'll wait until next year's draft. Or you can pass on me knowing that I'm not going to play for your franchise. You can take Justin Fields. You can take Trey Lance. You can take the kid from BYU whose name escapes me for whatever reason right now. You can take a host of other players. If Brock Purdy were decided to come out, you can take Brock Purdy. You can take whoever you want number one overall. But if this team is not where I think it should be here in a month from now by February I'm not showing up. You can take any one of these guys. It ain't going to be Trevor Lawrence. And immediately people go, well, you can't do that. Yes, you can. When you've seen what Sam Darnold has become over these last three years, or a guy who came out with, oh, gosh, he's the prototype. He's able to move. He's able to throw. He's able to do all these things. Now he's afraid to even get on the field. In three years, this is what's become a Sam Darnold. We're talking about Sam Darnold now as we get closer to a trade deadline on Tuesday. We have spoken about Sam Darnold like like we're trying to get somebody out of jail. Like we're, light, we're writing letters to a governor right now, seeing if we can get Sam Darnold traded to, to the Colts or, or to New Orleans or, or wherever we could possibly get him traded to, to get him out of, of New York, to get him away from the Jets. This is what we're doing. This is three years. That's all it was. Sam Darnold was the biggest thing going. He was on the cover of every magazine when there were magazines. He was on the cover of every website. We thought he would go number one. He went on, ended up going number three. Still, everybody loved him. They thought he was going to be fantastic, and he started out so great. And then things quick, quickly went awry because it is the New York freaking Jets. And they went from one bad decision to another, and they got rid of Todd Bowles, and they brought in Adam freaking Gase, and now we're talking about already you traded Jamal Adams, and we already called that, and I want to give Pony credit too. Pony, who's on after me, both of us called that and hit that out of the park. Well, you're helping out your next quarterback that you're taking. You're certainly not helping out Sam Darnold. Your offensive line has been a borderline mess. Your defense, guys don't even want to play for you. Say, hey, C.J. Mosley didn't want to show up for him. Now, Quinnen Williams is starting to play at a decent level. You took him, what, number three overall? And reportedly he's on the trade block. You can can get mad and say that Trevor Lawrence hasn't deserved the right to say these type of things. You know damn well if Trevor Lawrence was your son, you'd be saying the same thing. So I would go to the Jets if I were Trevor Lawrence, and I would meet with Woody Johnson, and I would meet with Chris Johnson, and I would try to be respectful. I would absolutely try to be respectful and say that I understand that that this is an honor and a privilege to play in the NFL. But I also know that I'm confident in my abilities, confident in what I can do as a leader for a football team. I'm confident in myself, but I can't go with somebody I can't be confident in. I've spent the last few years of my life with Dabo Sweeney, one of the best college football coaches in America, with one of the best college programs in America. I only want the best, I deserve the best, and I only want to be a part of the best. And if you're going to make me the face of your franchise, you're going to give me the power to be the face of your franchise, whether this guy over here pointing at Joe Douglas is a part of it or not. 
and you can call up all your buddies, and you can tell all your other general managers what I'm saying to you in this, in this office. And then you could say and turn around and get mad and have the steam roll out of your ears and say that, well, if you don't get taken by the Jets, who knows where you'll get taken? Who knows if you'll even get drafted because the NFL is a close society. And I'm willing to bet that some general managers would look at Joe Douglas on their phone and go, wow, that's a real shame. We, we really need a quarterback, and we have ourselves an owner who is not going to be very patient. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence if he's there. Trevor Lawrence, if he doesn't know it, he should know it. Because this is your future here. The speculation, the scrutinization has begun. Time to go out and be a professional. Time to go out and get what's yours. After this season, if the Jets got the number one pick, considering it looks like they're going to continue to be a mess, I'm going to meet with the owners and I'm going to tell them what's what. And if you can't get me what I demand and whatever that might be to you, or to them, then fine, go ahead and give it a call at 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. What is the best situation for you if it's not there? If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'll say, you draft me and I'll sit. Excuse me, if you draft me, I won't show up. I'll go work out, and I'll be in next year's draft. Or you can take somebody else who's willing to deal with this, because it ain't going to be me. I'll go John Elway's route, I'll go my Manning's route. Both of those guys are Hall of Famers. In like it didn't work out for them. They got four Super Bowls combined. I'll be just fine. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. What do you think Trevor Lawrence should do? What do you think he should demand? Ryan Wilson coming up at 1040. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up next, Ryan Wilson going to join us, CBS Sports. We'll talk NFL with him. David Cobb, college football, college basketball writer at 1140 a.m. Eastern, 840 a.m. Pacific. And Matt Verderam will try him again, 1240 p.m. Eastern, 940 a.m. Pacific. National NFL reporter for Fansided, also the Stack the Box podcast, 855-2124-CBS. Let me get to Todd in Green Bay real quick about the Jets and Trevor Lawrence. Todd, tell me I'm stoned. Tell me I'm not right about the Jets and Trevor Lawrence, please. Well, if Trevor Lawrence pulls that card, the one thing that you're missing, no, I agree with you. Totally agree with you. But what you're missing is, no, they're not going to just bypass him. They're going to take minimum of three first-rounders, okay? That first round, the first-rounder of the other team that year, and then two more, minimum. And then they're going to go on their happy way if he does Oh, so oh see, but, but that's uh, – Todd, you are right. You are right. Because if he came to me, you are right. And I did not mention that. But this is the Correct. beauty of it. This is the beauty of it. I don't know what's coming through the draft over the next three years. Like, there's go, we will build quarterbacks up. That's what we do. But what's coming over the next three years? Because I could look at it and go, is is anything that you're going to get out of the draft going to be better than me? Because they, they're stacking draft picks. They got they got two for Jamal Adams. They'll probably get another for Quinnen Williams. So who knows what they're going to do over here? So there, there are options they can do. But when I look at draft picks, especially when it comes down to the number one overall pick, Todd, you know draft picks, they're just good ideas. What Trevor Lawrence has is real. What good quarterbacks have is something that's real and tangible, can go out and win you games and change your franchise around. Draft picks are just... Draft picks are just hope. That's all they are. So tell me this. Tell me this. If he okay. sits out for a year, does he go back into the draft? Tell me what I be- happens. I believe he's eligible to do that, yes. Okay, they would have so- his rights for a year. It was like uh, I think I think Bo Jackson ended up having the same thing 
happen to him because he did not want to be drafted. I think it was I want to say it was Tampa, and I got to go back and look at this. And they drafted him. He said absolutely not, and he went back into the draft. And I think the Raiders might have taken him. So basically, what I'm saying is, if that is the case, and he says I'm going to sit the year, mm-hmm. well, you got to do it then. I mean, you can't take the chance of losing the first round, right? So you have to do it then. So if you're because you, the problem with him. Or the problem if you're the Jets, the only other thing is you can't drop that far. Because you could drop the two and take Justin Fields. You could drop the three. And if Trey Lance is really that good for you, even though he's, he only put one game on tape this year and it wasn't that good, uh, you could do that. Or if you wanted to, you could always put a Band-Aid, a Band-Aid on it and try to go after, what, Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford or one of the other veterans out there if you really wanted to, Todd. You could do that. Yeah, I mean, there, there, know there are options. He's not going to push it. He's not going to push it. We know he's not going to. And so. I don't know why he shouldn't. I, I think he should. And thank you very much for the call, Todd. I don't. I think he should. I really think he should. I, I, I swear to you, we all want what's best for our kids. If I was his father, I'd be terrified. And people are going to bring up the Joe Burrow thing, and I think it's completely different. And I'll tell you why. Coming up next with the great Ryan, Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ, Pick 6 Podcast, the whole thing. We'll talk NFL with him. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Right now it's the latest sports update with the always sensational Marco Belletti. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's sponsored by GEICO. Want to know what's really scary? Seeing just how much you could have been saving on car insurance by switching to GEICO. It'll keep you up all night. Switch to GEICO and save. Joining us in just about an hour, David Cobb going to join us from CBS Sports. We'll talk college football with him right now. Joining us on the show, one of my very favorite guests. Find him on Twitter at Ryan Wilson CBS. Ryan Wilson joins us on the show. Hello, Ryan. How the hell are you? Hey, Ken. Good morning to you, brother. Doing very, very well myself. It's a thank. It's, we almost said it's a Thanksgiving morning. It's a Halloween morning. Everybody's doing well. I got to ask Pierno a question later on because I try to. Do you carve pumpkins, Ryan? No, my wife and kids do it. I, I'll be honest, like, I like eating Halloween candy. I do not like Halloween as an adult because I have to pass oh. out candy to a bunch of kids I don't know. It's a really weird scene for me. So the pumpkin thing just encourages people to step on my house. I, I'm a no on that. Oh, man, I love Halloween. We are so opposite <laughs> on that. I love Halloween for all the reasons. I mean, that is a weird scene. I ain't going to lie to you. But still, I, I love Halloween for all the reasons that you just said you didn't like Halloween. I tried to do Ariel from uh, Little Mermaid and it for my wife, and I don't think it worked out very well. I'm going to have to send it to Pierno here, and I'm going to have to send it to you to see if you actually can see the resemblance. Uh, all right. I, la- I laid out a case for Trevor Lawrence. Ryan, if I were Trevor Lawrence, I would go to the Jets at the end of this year and say, you get, this, you get your house in order. And I'm going to decide whether or not I want to play for you. If not, you better go get a trade, which a caller brought up, which I think is a great idea. You better get a trade for that pick, or you better not draft me because I'm not going to play for you. After what they've done with Sam Darnold, I'm sorry. I I think it's worth the t- I think it's worth the conversation, Ryan. You will get no argument from me. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has more leverage, arguably, than any first round pick in recent memory. Now, Joe Burrow probably could have said it to the Bengals. But you get the sense that the Bengals have a better idea of what they're trying to do in terms of big fan organization than the Jets do. And to your point, if you want to see an example of how a person no longer associated with Adam Gates is doing, go look up Ryan Tannehill, who left Adam Gates in Miami and is now a legit top-five quarterback. There's no reason for Trevor Lawrence uh, to go to the Jets if he thinks nothing's going to change. 
starting with that offensive line, which has been horrendous, and then ending with Adam Gates, who, quote-unquote, is a quarterback whisperer, and has only somehow made this Jets offense more, more future and much more difficult to watch. I'm with you 100%. Ryan Wilson joining us on the show. Well, because a caller brought up the thing about Joe Burrow, and I thought it was a great call, and I said the same thing you did. I go, you know, they've had Duke Tobin there for a while. They've had their people in charge there for a while. Like, I know. Like, Mike Brown has a has a reputation for being a tight ass, but they've left people in to try to make sure that things are stable. The Bengals might have been bad, but the Bengals have been a pretty stable organization considering the Jets have been in complete disarray for – Gosh, since the end of Rex Ryan, really? I mean, Todd yeah, Bowles tried to right. stabilize it a little bit, but no, not really. And not only that, and you just want to hit on it, Ken. Don't forget, this Bengals team was incredibly successful under Marvin Lewis, who Bengals fans wanted to get fired every year, and he was working with limited resources. You mentioned Mike Brown didn't put much into the scouting department, didn't put much into the workout facilities. I mean, compared to other NFL teams, they were working with one hand behind their back. And Marvin Lewis, for as grumpy as he was, and sometimes difficult to work with as a person in the media, he did a pretty phenomenal job with, with very limited resources. And, and you're exactly right. After the Rex Ryan experiment didn't work out with Mark Sanchez, not really good defense, by the way, and a solid running game, the Jets have been a laughing stock, and there's no reason for Trevor Lawrence. But I find it really funny at the beginning of the year, he said, yeah, I'm definitely not coming back. And then said last week, yeah, we'll do what happens. And that's directed, I would imagine, directly to the Jets and, and sort of how their house is in shambles right now. Ryan Wilson joining us on the show. Are you worried about Tua Tagovailoa? No, no, I'm excited because it, it's been just about 12 months when I was worried about him with that hit, that serious hip injury. We didn't know how he was going to respond. We saw him do mop-up duty two weeks ago. There's no real sort of takeaway from there. But the fact that Brian Flores and that organization seems to be behind him in a in a moment where the, the Dolphins have won three or four, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is completing 70, 70% of the throws, and they thought, okay, let's move to Tua. This isn't the Jets situation where they're going to lose. They're in second place in that division. So so I have high hopes for Tua. I'm excited to see what happens. Now, I'm nervous for Tua tomorrow because he's facing Aaron Donald. Now, that's a legit concern. But if he gets through that, I think he'll have a chance to be okay. Ryan Wilson joining us on the show. I, I, I agree with you. The, the concern that I thought that people had was always going to be his ankle. He didn't get stupid. That's where I'm a little bit concerned. I go, well, wait a minute. He's not dumb. I thought he would be because there was a question about whether or not he was ready. I go, wait a minute. So when they were one and three, Ryan, people were talking about whether or not the Dolphins should take a, take a quarterback in this year's draft coming up in 2021. Then they're three and three, and now we're all we're crying over Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, hey, it's, it actually kind of was sad. I, I called that wrong. I did not get that right. I thought that he was. Re- I thought he was ready to go. It was kind of sad. We're all crying for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Going, wait a minute, Tua. If it weren't for the injury and if it weren't for the 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 magical ride of Joe Burrow, he was the odds-on number one. What the hell happened here? Why do we? Why are we so? I was uh, it manic depressive, maybe not the word, but bipolar about a guy like Tua Tungavaloa. I don't know. Uh, I'm with you. I'm sort of influenced by it too, and I think part of the. I'm not sure Brian Flores would tell you this, but I would imagine part of the conversation is, okay, Joe Burrow's having uh, some success in Cincinnati behind that offensive line. More importantly, Justin Herbert is playing out of his mind, and that's a guy that I did not see coming into the NFL playing like he did. And, look, you invest a top-five pick in a quarterback, and you want to see what you have. If two is healthy and clearly they feel like he is, why not roll the dice? Yes, you can make the argument for Ryan Fitzpatrick playing well, but we've all seen how this ends. Ryan Fitzpatrick can top for four or five games, and then he's going to have a five-interception game, and everyone will be like, well, why didn't we bring in two sooner? Well, that's what Brian Flores is trying to avoid. 
I'm fine with it. I think you see what you have in your guy, and you sort of go from there. Should we really be freaking about out about the Bears and Matt Nagy and putting Matt Nagy on the hot seat? They are five and two. For what it's worth, they are five and two. <laughs> well, the, the defense is good, and we sort of know that. The offense is future, and we sort of know that too. Matt Nagy is supposed to be going to put an offensive guy in the Now, listen, Mr. Bisky isn't his guy. Nick Foles, he traded for, I get all that, but Nick Foles isn't, isn't great either. He's sort of in the Ryan Fitzpatrick mold. And you're just not going to win consistently like that. So the fact they're five and two is, is pretty impressive. Uh, they're not—they're they're not a five and two team. I mean, I'll be honest; they don't look like a playoff team to me. They got up to a strong start. That's great. They have a really good chance to make the playoffs. I don't know if I'm—I know I don't love Matt Nagy, but I'm not firing him because here's the question I always ask, and you, you sort of know this as a, as a Browns guy, Ken. What's Plan B? Well, you can fire a guy, but you have to have a Plan B, and you know Plan B is Freddie Kitchens. I would hold on to Matt Nagy, for example, as opposed to firing him for some guy you're not sure how he's going to work out. Oh my God! You couldn't be more right about that. Because hey, if, okay, how do, how does the timeline go? Because Mitch Trubisky's not the future in, in Chicago, much to my regret. Mitch Trubisky's not the future there. We know that Matt F- or Nick Foles isn't the future there. If neither quarterback can really do what's necessary to do, do I really just put everything on Matt Nagy? I mean, hell, I I know the one quarter. It's like Matt Nagy never looked at a football. I think he's a little bit desperate, going, yeah, he doesn't have what it takes at the quarterback position. He's trying to make the best with what he's got here. No, that's right. And if we're going to put the, put the finger somewhere, probably GM Ryan Pace is the place to start. But that is Mr. Misty's guy. And we all know the conversation now. Bears pass on to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Mr. Bisky. That That is not something you want in your resume. That's reality. And you have to fix it. Now, Ryan Pace has to sort of own Mr. Bisky. You can't say wash his hands of him because it makes him look bad. But at some point, it's going to cost you your job. And I think if you're in a position this year in the draft to get a guy that you like in the first round, you better take him because – Clearly, Mr. Bisky isn't the answer for getting bits for Nick Foles, and Nick Foles isn't the long-term answer either. And Aaron Rodgers appears to be going nowhere uh, in Green Bay. So you have a lot of work to do, and uh, it starts with having a quarterback. Because without a quarterback, you are not a playoff team. Is the Patriots' dynasty over? Is Cam Newton's career as a starter over? It's, it's tough to watch Cam Newton play the way you've seen the last few weeks. And some people say, well, he's not really used to that offense yet. And my response is, when Cam Newton was a rookie, he came in during the CBA shortened offseason and balled out. So, to yeah. me, it's not a matter of learning that offense. To me, it's a matter of Cam Newton is the player he was five years ago when he was the MVP. And it also stresses to me how important Tom Brady is to this team. Now, is he more important than Josh McDaniels and, and Bill Belichick? I think that's hard to sort of suck out. But I, I will say this. It's not like Tom Brady was lighting the world on fire in New England towards the, down the stretch last year. They, I think it was 4-4 four four in the second half, and then they lost at home game in Miami. They needed for home look band, and they got the doors blown off by Tennessee and Derrick Henry. So there were some signs that this team was going south. I didn't think they would be playing this poorly right now. It's not all on Cam Newton. They have zero receivers. I don't think Julian Ellis is going to play tomorrow. But Cam Newton's not helping his cause. That's reality. Well, you also have, I mean, how many guys? Was it seven guys opted out right. over the virus? So there, there is that. And some folks are saying that maybe they should be sellers. They're two and, what, two and four. What, how do you go about the business of maybe looking at Jarrett Stidham coming up soon? Well, there are some conversations he might start the year before they got Cam in the 11th hour. And yeah. I liked Jarrett Stidham coming out of Auburn. I thought he played in an offense in Auburn that the offensive line wasn't very good, and he had a lot of receivers to drop passes. He hasn't looked great in limited duty in New England, but we can say that about a lot of quarterbacks without much experience. So put him out there and see what happens. I don't think Bill Belichick and Josh 
game under any delusions that this team is going to suddenly let, get, you know, set the world on fire offensively. So you might as well see what you have. Cam's in a one-year deal, and if you're not sold on him, why not? What's the downside? We're talking about Tua getting a shot. Give Jared Stidham a shot as, a, I think, a third or fourth-round pick last year. I'm going to ask you a draft question because I know you paid a lot of attention to the draft. Give me your top three quarterbacks in 2021. I want well, that third Trevor one. Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. of course, is number one. Justin Fields is playing great last week. He'll play again uh, tonight. That's going to be a big game against Penn State. And then number three for me right now is Matt Jones out of Alabama. I know we talked about Trey Lance, the kid out of North Dakota State. He's only played one year. They didn't have to hit one game this year. It's hard to tell. He's so inexperienced. But Matt Jones is the best deep ball thrower in college football right now. And he looks like just another sort of quarterback coming out of Alabama who is not too up in terms of pocket passer. But he has a chance to, 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 be, to be pretty good. And I think if you told me right now he was in day two in the spring, I, I Ryan, we can't thank you enough for the time, buddy. All the very best. Take care. I think we lost Ryan there at the end. Ryan Wilson, at Ryan Wilson, CBS on Twitter. NFL NFL draft writer, NFL writer, CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ. What I say about Tua, and, I, and I'll bring it up again in the next segment, I, he didn't go stupid all of a sudden. This whole hand-wringing that happened last week, and it, you know, you're 3-3, three and three, you got it back, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is a likable guy that a lot of fans want to root for. I, I get it. He, he is a fun guy, and it's a good story. And, and older quarterbacks who seem to be committed to the game, we really want to we want to reward them. You guys like Josh, Mc, uh, Josh McCown and what he's done. And being, gosh, it seems like 50 years old, almost as old as Steve DeBerg and George Blanda. We want to recognize that and give that credit. But the future's there with Tua Tungabailoa. It's a little different because he's a lefty. But he didn't go stupid all of a sudden. I think he's going to be fine. He's got a great test facing him against the Rams. The schedule's not too easy for him. That that is all understood. Thank goodness he has two weeks to get ready for the L.A. Rams. I really do believe I'm going to trust Brian Flores on this. He built up a lot of equity. Just me as an observer, not that he cares, but he built up a lot of equity with me last year. He had guys that at one point that defense had nobody from the 2018 season on it last year. They went on, they won five games last year. I, I look at other guys around this league, it's like, what is your excuse? Flores has equity with me, and I'm going to trust him on this decision. You're in second place in that division? Yeah, if it goes poorly, it can go really poorly, and if it goes south, you're looking at something maybe really bad for Tua Tungvaloa. It would mean a lot of bad things for Brian Flores. Sometimes big decisions need to be made. Somebody's got to wear the big boy pants, and that's what Brian Flores is paid to do. I'm going to trust Flores on this. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, the top five subjects, and uh, yeah, I'll say it. I believe in ghosts. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 